This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Browns fans, now, Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. We're live. Hi, I'm George Thomas with the Akron Beacon Journal. With Marla Reidenauer from the Akron Beacon Journal in your lower left, is it? Nate Ulrich next to her. And Steve Dol- Dorshek from the Canton Repository. Repository, or something like that. This... Live is not good. Repository in the upper right. I'll take Paul Lynn for the center square, please. But we're going to analyze or try to analyze, given that I'm a bit fluky right now, the Browns uh, win over the Indianapolis Colts. And part of me wanted to say Baltimore right then and there. That's how old I am. Um, let's start with Marlo. What are we thinking with this, this particular game? What happened out there today? Well, it's kind of hard to believe that just when, you know, this team, like just when you think they're on the brink of blowing it, you know, they're now they're pulling it out. I mean, it, it's like, what are you watching? It's kind of almost hard, hard to comprehend, but I do feel like they're showing that they have, they're building what it takes to be a legitimate playoff contender, a legitimate, you know, team that can win some, some, some sort of titles, <laughs> maybe not ready for the Super Bowl, but no, but I mean, you just like everything, like, and it, it's continuing to happen even with all the injuries. I mean, it, it's just they feel legit. They really do. They feel this four and one doesn't feel like they're just beating up on, you know, teams that aren't that good. I mean, the Colts came in with the number one defense. They had a hard, you know, they had a hard time running the ball, but then they, but they still ran for, uh, I think, 124 yards or something. So, I mean, but it looks like they have the right coach. It looks like they have the right, you know, the, some some talent. They have they have the chemistry. It's really they really seem to be building something here, and it feels real. And they did they did so today, and they lost a lot of. Well, I won't say a lot, but they lost some key players in 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 serious circumstances. And we saw something today that we're not used to seeing. And that's when a hole is is there. Generally, nobody comes in and plugs it. Today, that happened. It's happened in other games this year. But everybody who who was called upon today stepped up. Baker Mayfield mentioned that in his post-game press conference. Um, What say you, Nate? Yeah, I asked him about that theme because let's kind of run through it here. Carl Joseph was out with a hamstring injury. He was inactive today. So Ronnie Harrison started in his place. Harrison had a pick six in the third quarter. Harrison had a concussion in the game too, so Sheldrake Redwine got to play, and he had an interception in the fourth quarter. Um, Dearness Johnson obviously ascending to the number two running back role with Nick Chubb out uh, after that MCL injury in Dallas. Dearness Johnson – ripped off a huge run to set up the final field goal in the fourth quarter 
on a third and nine, it was a 28 yard rush. Um, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting somebody now off the top of my head. Oh, Richard Higgins, Richard Higgins, Twitter's favorite. Richard <laughs> Higgins was inactive the past, uh, the, uh, the previous two games. He was a healthy scratch. He finally gets some playing time uh, with Kaderil Hodge out with a hamstring injury. And Rashard Higgins scores a touchdown in the second quarter. So I rattled all this off to Baker Mayfield, asking him about this underdog theme. And he said, you forgot about Chris Hubbard, because Wyatt Teller has been playing great football for the Browns at right guard. And he strained a calf. Kevin Stefanski said he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. That was in the first quarter. Chris Hubbard filled in at right guard. And Chris Hubbard's actually turned out to be very valuable here through five games. Let's not forget he started in place of Jack Conklin. Uh, I think that was week two against the Bengals. Uh, played well at right tackle. So you can pluck him in different spots, and he's been uh, very uh, serviceable for the Browns. And uh, they love what he's given them, his depth. So I just think that there's something special, as Marla said, about a team that can have these guys uh, kind of – you know, capitalize on their opportunities, rise to the occasion, contribute to the first four and one start for this team since 1994. I think it's a credit to those individual players, but I also think it's certainly a credit to Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff. I remember him saying, we have to prepare our backups like starters, especially in the COVID-19 season. And I think they've done a good job of doing that. I think we're seeing the results on the field. Steve, how, how special is it that a rookie like Jedrick Wills comes in? He's flopping positions, basically. He's been able to come in and contribute. You kept him in your sights most of the game, from what you said. I did, George. And uh, it was a, a pretty instructive day where I found out that, uh, that Wills is used uh, a couple of different ways. They like to use him and his athleticism so he can pull and, and follow a guard on certain plays, both to set up some runs and to create some de deceptions on, on other runs. One of the other times that uh, Wells uh, got out real quick and uh, pulled real nice, everybody went with him. And uh, you no know, uh, Baker Mayfield came the other way on the classic buck naked boot, uh, and, uh, and they made a play off of that action. And most of the day um, – George, what I found was that uh, Wells handled himself real well against a Justin Houston who still has something left. He's not a 22-sack guy, Houston isn't the way he used to be, but he had 11 sacks last year, and I think he had uh, three and a half or so coming into this game, and that was uh, Wells' matchup all day. And uh, aside from Houston using his veteran wiles to set up uh, Wells once or twice, lining up way wide and then making a quick geek for an outside rush and then beating Wells on the inside, I thought Wells comported himself uh, really well. The the backup uh, to Houston was the guy who got the game's only sack, and there was only one sack against Mayfield. So uh, I, I liked uh, liked Wells, and uh, and that goes too to um, the overall theme uh, of the offensive line holding up. If I can make this quick point, one this is kind of important, Marla. Tell you talking about uh, uh, does this feel real, Nate? You talking about. Uh, Know how they're going to do when somebody else has to step up. To both of those those points, to me, Mike Pettin's 2014 team really seemed real. If they could have got a little more quarterback play out of uh, Brian Hoyer and avoided the injury to uh, to uh, Alex Mack, 
to me, that, that team destroyed Pittsburgh at this stadium uh, right here and looked good doing it and had a good record at that point. And if Mac hadn't gone down in that game, who knows what would have happened. But the fact is that they, uh, in the long run, didn't have enough quarterback uh, to, uh, to uh, sustain a season. This year, I think they, they, they obviously can with their number one overall pick, Mayfield. Uh, but um, uh, also, um, the, the injuries they've had on the line, and Nate uh, uh, Hubbard, we don't, we don't agree. We've been around Hubbard. He seems like a, a real uh, swell fellow. He's, uh, he's fun to talk to. Great guy, but there are a lot of great guys. You, you, uh, Marla and George and uh, Nate, you're all great uh, people, but you can't uh, play right tackle either or, or, uh, or guard. But, uh, but uh, he, he plays. He's playing, and uh, and uh, he's uh, he's really earning uh, the money they're paying him, and uh, and uh, that's one of the differences between 2014. It seemed real, and now they uh, they have replacements who can play. Okay, you everybody on this theme is special. I get it, but here we go. Should Browns fans go into next week where they have to play Pittsburgh with any modicum of confidence in this team, do you think? That's a big one, George. No, I don't think anybody has a load of confidence that the Browns can march into Pittsburgh and win for the first time since uh, Jim Thorpe was playing for the Canton Bulldogs or whatever it's been. So, no, I, I don't – I mean, it's in, maybe it's in the back of all of our minds that they, they can – but there's, I don't think there's any level of confidence that they will. So that's a huge game from that standpoint, a gigantic uh, mental hurdle to overcome. Yeah, I, I'm, I certainly won't pick them to beat Pittsburgh. Also, since, you know, we don't know, like Baker Mayfield had x-rays on his ribs. They were negative, but you, there's still got to be a question whether you're going to have Baker. I mean, he says, you know, he's going to gut it out, but you don't, you don't know if it's not all up to him. So, you know, I do, I do feel like that would be the monstrous, you know, victory if they could pull that off considering the injuries and how Mayfield feels and all that. I really do feel like, I don't know if they're ready for, to win there yet, but I do. I mean, I, I looked it up big Ben's, Got a 93.9 quarterback rating in 26 games against the Browns. I mean, you know, you know how he's been their nemesis. I think he's lost twice and tied one. So, um, yeah, that that's going to be still going to be a tough order. I agree. It will. I mean, they're what the Steelers are four zero for the first time since 1979. Um, you know. But the Browns have been passing these tests, so I, I, I don't want to dismiss the possibility that they could pass another one. Um, I'm with you guys, though, that, that uh, you know, it's not the likeliest outcome. But, you know, today they face the number one defense. And, you know, I, I know that the Pro Bowl linebacker, Darius Leonard, was out with a groin injury. So that, that's a big deal. But the Browns were without Nick Chubb, and so that's another one. I don't think we should, uh, you know, discount anything the Browns have done so far. Um, they said that they were going to be able to win in a shootout, and I didn't think they were ready to do it, and they did it against the Cowboys. Then they did what they did today. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just – I'm really looking forward to such a relevant Brown-Steelers game. It's been a long time. Were you even alive? Well, they played each other in the playoffs, so I was certainly alive. But I haven't been alive for a lot of them. I had 
Let's yank your chain a little bit. <laughs> all right, guys, that's going to do it for the night. We all have writing to do. Um, I've been accused of drinking on the job. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. Yes, pure H2O. You guys have a good night. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks, George. See you next time. Thanks.